Welcome to Thoughts Disrupted with your host, Melissa Girovec. This podcast is for the doers, the seekers, and the entrepreneurs ready to make a change in their life and business. Together each week, we will explore topics that will help push you out of your comfort zone and change your thoughts to better serve your dreams. Let's get into today's episode. Hello and welcome, you bunch of badasses. Today's episode is going to focus on self-management. Now, I know it sounds kind of boring, but it's actually a really fascinating topic. I've been diving into it a lot at the end of 2021 as I was kind of evaluating everything personally and professionally. I realized both for myself and for the clients I had uh, had the pleasure to work with last year, self-management came up a lot. It came up a lot. And when I was working on the rebrand, which is coming very, very soon, I decided that uh, self-management was going to be one of the main elements of my business. One of the things that I was going to help women with because there is very much a need for it. And so what the hell is self-management? What are we even talking about here? A lot of women come to me and tell me, I have these big goals or I want to live differently. I want to experience different things. I want to feel differently. And when I ask them, what is getting in the way of that? What's getting in the way of living the life that you want to live? What's getting in the way of your goals? A lot of times the response is, I'm just so busy and I'm so tired. I have so much going on. Life is so hectic and I'm just so exhausted all the time. And a lot of us feel that our time and our energy are barriers to where we want to go. When in reality, uh, it's not life that's crazy that's getting in the way of our goals and our dreams. Although it's it's fun to place the blame there because then it's not something that we could do different, right? It takes the pressure off our shoulders to make a change because if it's life that's busy, well, there's nothing we can do about it, right? And that feels good. It feels good to blame out the outside for things that are going on inside. Because if it's the outside world, if it's our environment, if it's our circumstances, if it's our life situation, well, then there's nothing we can do about that. There's nothing that we could change. It just is. We're not to blame. We don't have to change anything. We don't have to be accountable. We don't have to do the difficult work and on the habits and the beliefs. Um, Unfortunately, life just doesn't actually work that way. So I say this with so much love. This is not a blame game. This is not you're not doing enough. This is not you're not doing it right. I really want you to listen to today's episode in the spirit of receiving a lesson and not taking on any kind of shame or guilt or blame, because that's really not what it's all about. And Shaming ourselves and blaming ourselves and guilting ourselves really doesn't get us anything at all. Um, it's it's a waste of energy when we can just learn and do better. 
It's that simple. And let's, let's keep shit simple. 2022, let's keep shit simple. Let's not make it complicated. Let's not make it full of, I could have, and I should have, and no man, why didn't I do that? And you know, like, let's, let's not play those games. They don't get us anywhere. Okay. So when we're talking about self-management, we're talking about, are we managing ourselves appropriately? And it's, it's one of the most important skills. Self-management to me is one of the most important skills a person can have personally, professionally, spiritually, everywhere in between. And it's not taught. It's not taught. And when you have to build the habit, it's not easy because building habits is not easy. It takes time and not 21 days. (laughs) Think like 66. It takes time. It takes commitment. It takes consistency. But let me tell you something. It is a game changer. Okay. The women who are wealthy have that skill. The women who have that freedom lifestyle have that skill. The women who have children and careers and hobbies and who are actually thriving, like not the ones who are burning out, the ones who are actually thriving have this skill and you can have it too. And it's going to up level every single area of your life. You don't need motivation. You don't need more time. You don't need more energy. You need self-management. And we're going to talk about how you get it and what that looks like in the everyday. What does it look like for a badass woman to set herself up to thrive and succeed with self-management? Because surviving the day, it doesn't feel good. It's not a fun experience. And Sometimes we tell ourselves, well, it's just like this for right now, while things are the way they are. Well, sometimes things last a lot longer than anticipated. (laughs) I mean, it was going to take two weeks to flatten the curve, right? (laughs) Here we are two years later. Um, The outside world, our environment can be chaotic for a long time. It like If we choose to live our life based on what things look like on the outside, That doesn't give us a lot of power. That doesn't give us a lot of freedom. And we're going to spend a lot of time feeling shitty. Surviving the day feels shitty. But we can choose at any point in time to thrive instead. And we can make that happen. So let's talk about it. What does self-management involve? A woman who knows how to manage herself plans ahead. So if you're listening to this and you're thinking, well, I'm not a planner, girl, you better become a planner. Okay. Nobody's born a planner. (laughs) Okay. You, that's a skill and you become a planner. Let me tell you why. There is a joy in spontaneity. There's a magic in it, but running your life in general like that can be really chaotic. And what happens when we don't plan is that we don't set ourselves up to succeed. When we just wake up in the morning and just take things as they come, that's how you get bombarded. And then you can't actually intentionally do the things that you want to do to reach your goals. You can't actually do the things that 
that you need to do to take care of yourself because all of a sudden you're putting out fires everywhere. Things are popping up everywhere like whack-a-mole and you end up spending your whole day whacking the damn moles and then not actually moving forward. And that's being in survival mode and that's being stuck because that is the same damn show on repeat every single day. Talk about not having time. We have this life which is finite. It, our days are numbered here. So we don't actually have the time. If we want to talk about what we don't have the time for, we don't have the time to be playing the same damn show on repeat that doesn't even work for us, right? So planning is essential. You want to know what it is you want to be doing in your week. You want to be spending a little bit of time on it. You want to sit down on a Sunday in your comfies, drink your tea or whatever it is you enjoy, and figure out what your week is going to look like. Now, it's it's a fluid plan. It's not a rigid one. Life comes up. We know that. But go into your week with intention. Know what it is you want to accomplish. The people who accomplish things are the people who know what they want to achieve, and then plan some steps and take the steps to get there. And another benefit of planning is that it brings you, it can bring you into the now. And that's going to sound really funny. You might be thinking, Mel, like if I'm planning for the future, how does that bring me into the now? Planning is a now activity. Planning is how you set up your future by creating the steps in the now. Does that make sense? So a lot of times our minds are in the past or in the future. Um, If you really want to dive into this as a science, Eckhart Tolle's book, The Power of Now, highly recommend. But a lot of times we're thinking either about things that have happened in our day or things that are going to happen. We don't spend a lot of time in the now. Planning is a now activity. Planning is when you show up in the now to set yourself up for the future. Oof. It's an investment in your future. Planning is an investment in your future. And if you actually want to set yourself up to thrive and not just survive, You have to be planning. You have to be planning the personal stuff. You have to be planning the professional stuff. You have to be planning how the fuck you're going to take care of yourself through it all. If you're working an eight-hour shift and then you have to take care of your toddler all evening, how are you taking care of yourself? Are you going to meal prep so that you don't have to cook? Are you going to, I don't know, play some music? While you're with your toddler, that's going to chill you out. Are you going to do a couple of stretches on the floor while you're playing with your kid? Are you going to do some journaling when the kid goes to bed so that you can just process everything the day, everything that happened in your day? Are you going to do a meditation before bed so you can let all that shit go? Like, how are you going to take care of yourself? How are you going to set yourself up so it's not as crazy? If you know you're going to have a busy day, how are you going to set yourself up in advance? to ease some of that chaos, right? That's your responsibility. 
we can't just sit there and go, oh, it's such a busy day. It's so crazy. It's so chaotic. I feel so tired. I feel so overwhelmed. Like, if you haven't done anything to make it easier for yourself, you are where you are as a choice. So planning is huge. Planning is everything. If you can get into the habit of planning, ah, you're going to do yourself such a huge favor. Um, couple of ways I've gotten into the habit of planning because like I wasn't a planner before. Like <laughs> this is a non-planner who became a planner. Uh, that's where this is coming from because I've I've been on the one side where I was just operating out of chaos and I felt like total shit all the time, constantly blaming life when it was me. Um, and I've gotten, I've worked on those habits. And so for me, what that looks like is again, that, that 20 minutes on a Sunday planning out my week. It looks like uh, meal prepping right now. I'm getting into the habit of meal prepping. It looks like checking in with my husband, you know, where are you at? How do you want to go through the day? We're both at home. Um, It looks like planning for the days that are busier. How are we going to get his rest periods in? When are we going to, what are we going to do with the kids? Like, Planning is how you set yourself up. The second aspect of self-management is self-awareness. This is a biggie. This is why everybody needs to be doing personal development. Self-awareness is huge. We can't actually manage ourselves if we don't know ourselves. We can't, right? So if you don't understand what your patterns are, what you typically do. Well, I know that when it's getting this time of the month, I am not as focused. That is a pattern for me. I know this. So if I'm not setting myself up to help myself out during that time, I know what the end result is. That's a pattern. Um, Another pattern might be, I know when I work this shift with this person, it's harder for me. Um, And it often gets me into like a grumpier mood. So if I don't set myself up or do anything to help offset that, nothing happens. Nothing changes. That's a pattern. Um, So knowing your patterns, knowing what it is you habitually do, knowing your habitual reactions to things. For example, if you know that, you know, there's a certain family member that really stresses you out or something and you know it's going to be a little bit anxious or uncomfortable or something, and you haven't kind of firmly grounded in your boundaries, which we're going to talk about a little bit later, then you're going to have to know how to deal with that, right? When you get home, are you doing some kind of release? Are you doing some kind of practice that's going to help you process, release, relax, release tension, Um, maybe you're stretching to relieve the physical tension. Maybe you're doing some breath work, some meditation, something to process that, or are you just carrying it into your sleep, into the next day, right? Uh, another part of self-awareness is goals. What is it that you actually want? What are the things that you actually truly want to experience? Do you want to experience less stress? Do you really? Do you want to experience less stress enough to do something about it? Or do you just want to talk about being stressed and, you know, leave it at that? 
right? Are you actually committed to lowering your stress? That's a different animal. Um, Maybe your goals are that you want to spend more time with family, that you want to step away from work a little bit. Okay. Are you going to do that? Are you actually committed to it? Are you actually able to let go? Another part of self-awareness is your needs. What are your needs? Being aware of those needs, right? We can't deal with something that we're not aware of. So if you're constantly putting your needs on the back burner, and a lot of women do this because they're conditioned to do it. We are conditioned to put our needs on the back burner. And it's wrong. And it's not love, sacrifice. It's not Mother Teresa energy. Um, it's a lack of self-management. So being aware of what are my needs? Do I need alone time? Do I need quiet, right? And I get it. Sometimes, you know, you get young kids, you don't get a lot of that. Are you taking advantage of it when you do? Are you doing what you can with what you have? And answer these honestly. Are you doing something with the time that you have? Are you doing what you can with in the moment? Are you making the most of it? I used to have a lot of my friends when I was having babies who would tell me I didn't eat. And I'd be like, I don't understand. Did your children eat? You were in the kitchen making them food. You can stir up baby food and throw a sandwich together. You can make a toddler plate and make a plate for yourself. Like, there's no excuse for not taking care of our needs. It's almost like we get comfortable in a state of, I'm struggling. And so that self-management becomes even harder, right? As you get more tired and you get, and again, I'm saying this with so much love, man, like, some, we don't realize that we're doing a lot of this stuff. But are you actually helping yourself out? Think about that for a second. I know I sure shit wasn't. For a long time, I wasn't helping myself out because that pair of victim pants, sometimes they're pretty damn comfortable. And having to self-manage better, man, it's, it seems hard. It seems like a lot of effort. When you're not in the habit of doing that, it is the greatest gift you will give to yourself, though. Like, let me just emphasize that, man, you deserve better, but nobody's going to give it to you. Another part of self awareness is also the wants, right? We have needs, needs are more important, but we also have wants. We also have wants in this life. And It's really important for us to be aware of those because sometimes if we want something and we don't have it, what we end up doing subconsciously is we end up replacing what we want with some, something else. So uh, I'll give you an example. Um, I love to travel, love to travel. I love to go out and have adventures when I can't do that. When I can't be out in the world doing fun and exciting things, I still crave that that adventure and that excitement. And so 
I also love to shop. So if I can't go out into the world and do the things I want to do, my online shopping will go up. I will do more online shopping. I know that about myself because it creates that feeling, that say, that feeling of excitement. The mail sh- shows up at the door. The excitement is not because I got mail. It's not because a package came to the door. It's not because the new shirt is, you know, magical. It's a substitution. I want this. I didn't see myself being able to have it. So I put my energy into something else. Something else that might not necessarily be in my best interest. If you're not in a great financial situation, that can be a bad thing. So it's important for us to be aware of our wants and how if we're not giving that to ourselves, if we can't have that right now, how are we substituting? How might we be substituting that feeling for something else? For other people, it might be eating. It might be they don't have the things they want, so they get that enjoyment from food instead, right? Or some people who want to feel in control or they don't, you might see that like in an eating disorder where you start to control your your eating. So it's important for us to be aware of what is it that I want and how, if I'm not giving that to myself, if I can't give that to myself right now, how might I be substituting that, right? That might be getting in the way of our goals as well. The next aspect of self-management that I want to chat about is prioritization. This is really, really big. And it's a really big part of self-management. Prioritizing what's important. And again, as women, we can be really shitty prioritizers. Um, We will prioritize little shit with our kids, which is insignificant and not important, not vital to their development, like just shit we feel we have to do or we feel we should do, or, you know, I'm going to do this with my kids. It'll be fun. uh, While our needs end up like being seriously neglected and like, that's just considered normal, right? That's just considered. Okay. The problem is, you know, sometimes we think that when we're doing all of this stuff for other people, that that that's such a kind thing and it's such a great thing and it gives us kind of a sense of, you know, it feeds that ego. I'm a good person and I'm an important person and I I'm doing so many great things. But when we neglect our needs, we don't show up the, fully for other people. You don't. If you are constantly giving and not giving to yourself, you are not showing up fully for other people. You're not mentally fully there with them. You're not truly seeing them. You're missing shit because you're cloudy, because your needs are not being met. I don't know how many times I've gone out like a, to hang out with friends and I've said shit to them and they've literally started talking while I was in the middle of talking about something because they weren't fully present with me. They didn't even hear me. They were there physically, but not mentally. You know, when you're talking to someone and they're just like, yeah. (laughs) Mm, Okay. That's not a conversation. Um, Right. And so it is better to give less 
But when you're going to show up, actually show up, fully show up for people. That is such a different energy. You know, doing a little bit less with the kids, but when you do shit with them, mm, you're in it, you're involved, you're present, you're seeing it, you're enjoying it, you're feeling it with them. Right? Prioritization is everything. What's actually really fucking important? Is it really important that you do a photo shoot with your kid at every goddamn holiday? Or do you maybe want to put some of that money aside towards your goals, towards like a shirt that's going to make you feel really great and not like in a state of chaos, towards clothes that fit you? Or, you know, I'm using clothes as an example, but like there's so many other things, right? Like maybe it's a piece of gym equipment that you can use at home. Maybe it's like, I don't know, things that you want, things that you need. Prioritization is everything. And a lot of times, I'm going to challenge you to do this because I did it myself. Write down all the shit you do in a day, like everything, right? If you spent 10 minutes on your phone, like write that shit out and see how much of your day is spent doing stuff that's actually really crucially important, like really vitally important. And if everything you did was actually really important, what about the time in between? What were you doing? Right? Really take a look at your day. Like what, where, how is your prioritization? Part of managing ourselves appropriately is really being on point with our prioritization. What is important in this life? What is actually really vitally important? Am I saying my health is important, but I'm actually not taking care of my health at all? Physically, mentally, spiritually? Right? It's those kind of things. Do my actions actually align with what I say my values and my priorities are? Do my everyday habits actually align with what I say my priorities are? Am I telling other people that shit's important and then not actually embodying that in my everyday? The next part of self-management is maintenance. What is your maintenance looking like? I talked a little bit about this in the planning portion, but maintenance is everything. So this is some of the things I go over with some of my clients is how are you maintaining your energy during the day? So in the morning, you could kind of think of your energy as being like a full glass of water. Now, if you're not actually releasing things before you go to bed, you're not actually processing, letting go, um, then you're probably not even starting your day off with a full glass of water. But let's let's assume that you are and say that your day starts with a full glass of water. What happens is the way we go about our day will decide if the water stays in the cup, if some of it drips out, if we pour some of it out, or if we actually put more in the cup. So if you wake up in the morning and you're pressing your alarm over and over again and you're grumbling about having to get up and you're whining about it, you're already pouring out some of that water before you've even gotten out of bed, right? Um, If you're waking up and you haven't given yourself enough time, you haven't planned out how much time you're going to need and you're just running around all over the place in a state of chaos, 
you're pouring water out of your cup before you've even started your day. You haven't even done anything. There goes a whole bunch of energy, right? If you're grumbling and you're you're grouchy and you're grumbling at everybody, there's some more, there's some more water. There it goes, right? Now you're starting your day. Hmm, the cup's not very full. How are you replenishing some of that energy? Meaning, how are you going to make yourself feel good? It's one thing to say, well, all these things happened and now I feel tired. Okay, how are you going to make yourself feel better? That's maintenance, right? That's a responsibility that we have to ourselves. How do we make ourselves feel better? And that's going to differ for everybody. Everybody has like their stuff that makes them feel better. It like it can be big stuff, it can be little shit. Like washing my face makes me feel better. <laughs> I love my cleanser. I love the that feeling after I wash my face. So sometimes if I just need like a quick refresh, like I'll wash my face. It's something little, right? Makes all the difference. Um, That's why, you know, the clothes you're wearing, do they make you feel good? Because that's a replenishment of your energy. When you feel good, that's a way to add energy. Feeling good is not a luck of the draw. It's not, oh, yay, I feel good. You can give that gift to yourself. You can do things that will make you feel good. That's maintenance. That's self-management. That's strategically living, right? If I'm not feeling good, having a toolbox of things that I know will help me feel good. So we've got this glass of water. We can put water back in the cup. We don't have to just keep pouring it out till we get to the end of the day. And we're so done that we just mindlessly watch TV and can't even engage with anybody and then go to sleep. It doesn't have to be like that. So what are you doing to maintain during the day? How are you setting yourself up to feel good? Are you doing anything that will make you feel good, that will make you feel better, that will pep you up, that will brighten up your day, right? That's maintenance. It's all of the little shit that you're doing. If you're just waking up late, running around, not eating a proper breakfast, wearing clothes that like don't make you feel that great, getting into work, which might be a place of work that you don't like, bitching with your colleagues, trying to get your work done, feeling harried and hurried and like, oh my God. And then you get to lunch and you're just done and you sit down and you eat a lunch that you don't even like because you didn't plan and think about it in advance. And like, man, it's just poor, 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 poor. You get home at the end of the day, you have to think about supper, you make supper, the kids are talking about all kinds of things you just don't have the bandwidth to pay attention or to help them out or to talk to them or to be present with them because you're done. Your cup is nearing empty. Supper time gets done. The cleanup gets done. You just want to lie on the couch and do nothing. And then everybody goes to bed and then you drag yourself to bed and you lie in bed and you go, how am I going to do this tomorrow? You might relate to some or all of that. But that is a lack of maintenance. It's just pouring out the cup and not putting anything back in and not trying to preserve it, right? That's self-management. That's poor self-management. That's not life being crazy. We have to be proactive and intentional. We have to understand when we have to do something to improve our situation. When do we have to take an action step for our own well-being? 
And then we have to follow through with that, right? That's our responsibility. It's our responsibility to help ourselves out. One of the ways to do that is by setting very firm boundaries. Now, boundaries can be really tough. And as someone who (laughs) never set boundaries before, I can tell you that building the habit of setting boundaries can be difficult. Sometimes certain people, it's easier than others or certain settings. Um, But that's part of our self-management is setting firm boundaries. So if there are just like topics of discussion that you don't want to engage in, you have to set that boundary. Because if you don't, you're pouring out your cup. And you you can't afford to do that, right? Like if we think about our cup of energy, there are so many things that we want to do, right? And we want to fully experience our day and we want to fully experience the time we have with the people we love. And we want to, we want to fully enjoy the, the pleasurable stuff. And so our energy is fucking gold. It's everything. So we can't afford to pour out of our cup for shit. That's not important for shit. That's not necessary for shit that we don't actually have to deal with. So if there are, for example, topics of conversation that you don't want to have with people and they start getting onto it, you have to set that boundary. You can do it in a super kind way, super respectful way. That's not really something that I want to dive into right now. Boom, change the subject. Like we have to take ownership of that. If everybody at the table is complaining, like that's a drain on the energy. So we have two choices. Either we attempt to change the subject and change the energy or we walk away. But we have to protect our energy. Nobody's going to protect that energy for us. No one. So we have to set firm boundaries. If people are behaving in a way that is unacceptable to us, then we have to make it clear that it's unacceptable. We can't just assume that people should know they shouldn't do that. We have to voice that. I'm sorry, but that will not be tolerated. If you continue to do that, I will be leaving. If you continue to do that, this visit is over. That is not acceptable to me. We have to be firm in it. You don't have to be unkind. You don't have to be rude. But boundaries, when we do not set proper boundaries, we lose a lot of energy, a lot of energy. So that's a really important part of self-management. It's also an act of love. It's an act of love towards ourselves and it's an act of love towards other people because when we do not set boundaries and when we do not tell people when things are not acceptable to us, in the back of our minds, resentment grows. It builds resentment. It gets in the way of our relationships. We think like, whatever, but like actually it stays there and it comes up in all different kinds of ways, right? We punish people when we resent them in really subtle ways that we're not even aware of. So boundaries are a really huge part of self-management. The last thing 
that I want to touch upon. And I know I like <laughs> I come at self-management with a bit of aggression here. Um, but it's it comes from a place of passion. It comes from a place of I want you to love yourself so much. I want you to thrive so much. And that is the path. That is the way self-management is how we show ourselves the highest level of respect, the highest level of love, the highest level of regard. And that is how we demonstrate all of those things to other people. It's such a beautiful, beautiful gift. And at the end of the day, what self-management allows us to do is it allows us to actually recognize what's worth investing our time and our energy in. Deep down, the problem when we say that we're, we don't have enough time and energy is that we just pour that cup out. We just put our time and energy into everything, anything and everything. We invest it in everything. It's like if somebody gave you a wallet full of cash and you just fucking went and spent it on everything, went to the dollar store, you bought broken crap toys, you went to, you went to all kinds of different places and just bought shit you'll never use. You just waste it and you waste it every single day. That's what happens when we are not careful about how we invest our time and energy, when we're not super intentional with such a valuable, valuable asset. It's not that you don't have enough time and energy. It's that you have not been investing it with intention. Oof. When that revelation hit me, you guys, I was like, oh my God, what have you been doing? You kind of go through a minute of like, damn, I just like pissed a whole bunch of of my assets away. Um, But it's never too late, ever. We have until our last breath. We have to get on top of our self-management if we want to thrive. There's no other way. But we always have a choice. We can choose to survive and keep living in struggle and chaos. And that's a hard that we can choose. Or we can choose the hard of getting on top of our self-management and being able to thrive on the other side. They're both hards. And you have to choose your hard. The thing is, is that it takes a lot of accountability and bravery to come out and say, this is because of me. This is because of my level of self-management, but I commit, I commit to improving that. I commit to making it better because I know that life can be so much better and I want to have the greatest fucking experience while I'm here. And I want to be such a a force of good for the people I care about. I want to be such a beautiful example. I want to be such a great influence and have such a powerful impact. That's what gets to be possible. So if you want to continue this discussion, you can always connect with me at MJ underscore mindset on Instagram. If you are tired of busy and 
exhausted being your story and you want to really work on your self-management this year, connect with me. Uh, I will share with you the different ways in which I am working with women, uh, the different containers that I have. And I just wish you the best possible week. Take care, guys. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I am so grateful for you. I hope you leave this podcast and take one step, no matter how large or small, towards your goals. Until next week, if you're feeling what I'm putting out, I'd greatly appreciate it if you could leave me a five-star rating and review. Don't forget to hit subscribe, and I'll see you next week.